it real big, real big, real big. I know what my real is feelings. Welcome to another episode of the Courtside Takeover Podcast. Um, it's like family right here. I would introduce him, but I don't think he need no introduction. It's like it's funny. It's funny. I uh, I've been wa- I've been watching these places. He was like in the sixth grade, and he just graduated. So it was like it was a surreal feeling. Most niggas be like, "Ooh, my bad." Most most people be like, "Man, I'm getting old," but I really had to say that, bro. It's like a little brother to me. This family right here, man. We got Corey Long in the building. What up with it, bro? What's up, family? What's up? What's what you up? been up to? What's going on? Congratulations! If I get a chance to tell you, appreciate it. I just got back, like. Four days ago, man. I ain't even unpacked yet. I really just got back. Been seeing family. Man, how how was it for you, man? Just walking across that stage like you just said on Instagram, first gen. So how was that? Like how, how was that feeling? First generation. That whole day felt fake. I ain't gonna lie. It was just waking up. I don't know, putting the clothes on, getting the cap and gown ready. It was just something like I don't know. It was like I knew I was graduating the whole time. Like my grades weren't bad at all. But once that moment finally came, it was just like surreal. I didn't really know what to do for real. So that day, I don't know. It was a good day. Let's get to the journey, man. Um, like one of the one of the I, I, I like to call it one of the famous Corey Line quotes. Like I just want to hoop. If everybody know you, you know you. They you always say that. Like I just want to hoop, man. Yeah, but yeah, any dude like bro, I'm just trying to hoop. What y'all doing? Why y'all perfect? Yeah. Now where did that like where did that come from? Just from the beginning, just you starting out playing basketball. Like I said, I've been watching you since you was a young boy. So yeah. that whole everybody know you coming to gym. Corey Line will get you a bucket. So where did that like where did that that. That just come from growing up. You know, you know I got four brothers. So yeah. like you know, like it's growing up, sports was everything. We played every sport growing up. I think I just gravitated towards basketball. I was better. I like that was the best sport like that I was good at. So I don't know, I just ran with that. Now did you get into basketball because of your brothers? I was in every sport because of my household. It was all yeah. boys in my household. So it had been basketballs, footballs around. It'd been you feel me, we've been playing two K. You feel me, sports is just in your head. So it's like and I got older influences from my brothers and stuff, so I think it just came natural, but then like start getting older and I'm playing these sports. I'm playing football, I'm hooping, I'm playing baseball, but I'm I'm the best at basketball. So yeah. we gonna hoop. Let's you feel me? Let's hoop. I just wanted to hoop. It was fun. I, still to this day, hoop is fun. Bro. It's, it's getting more serious now because I'm older, but I just like to hoop. Like still to this day. Now one of the best teams I probably ever seen at that age was that seventh grade team y'all had with Berto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was it was you Flash you had uh, Izzo Elijah like y'all was Frank, loaded yeah, now Frank too, yeah yeah Frank was on that team like loaded loaded like so what was that whole like knowing you young boy really you was one of the best the best players on that team also like you young boy y'all just making that run beating everybody by like 40, 40 or fifty yeah. did you ever feel like man I, we need some competition I felt like that the, that whole year that whole year I felt like we needed some competition but. At the same time, we was just competing with each other so much in practice. It was to the point where we couldn't wait to play somebody else. Like that's how Coach had us to that point. Like we was really just doing this so much. Anybody we play, it wasn't even really gonna be close. And I think that happened until we ended up playing in a championship. I think we ran through everybody. Now, how did how did those teams? Because the your eighth grade year, y'all wasn't as dominant as y'all was your seventh grade year. How did those teams? prepare you for high school like that seventh grade team and that eighth grade team where really it was just yeah. I forgot who was on that team really with you but that eighth grade year but how did that how did those couple years prepare you for high school really not even playing against that competition that you played against because eighth grade seventh eighth grade I was blowing everybody out yeah. high school playing varsity all four years now how, how did that prepare you for that level 
Um, definitely my coaches. You know Coach Juan and Coach Berto. You know you know how they get down. So I think being in that system so long, I think I was ready for whatever. I think I just had to go through it. So like seventh grade year, I was really just a two. I, I weren't really. I had to be vocal and not really be a leader. I think everybody was just had one role, just play your role. Eighth grade year, I think I had to step up because it was younger guys that I really didn't know. And then you know Coach Berto um, had stopped coaching. We had Coach Jamar. So I think. Everybody, everything was new, so I think I had that, that. I think that was my first leadership role, man. That I'm really looking back. That was the first time I really had to be the leader. You see what I'm saying? So I think I failed too. Like we lost, so I think that really prepared me for whatever high school had for me. So I think jumping into varsity so early. I think Coach Wine, Coach Berto, Coach Jamar. I think everybody in that little combination of eighth going into ninth grade. I think they got me ready for high school. Definitely. Now going into, was there any ever thoughts of leaving? From where? Going into that, um, going into your freshman year, going into your ninth grade year, was it always you? Was there any, any thoughts like, oh, I might try to see what they talking about? Who? Any other high schools? No. Uh, <laughs> I remember we was young. I'm going to say this, though. And everybody know this a fact. We was in fifth, sixth grade, and we was playing for Elite Cavaliers and all that. Everybody wanted to go to Tab because of Coach Mitch. Yeah. Me, Marcus, Nitty, Lonnie, we all on, you feel me? So we all was talking about that, but once all that happened and we got older, I was, once I got to Hughes in seventh grade, I, mean, I didn't want to go nowhere else. What sold you on Coach Wine? Like, why, what, what was like, oh, nah, this it. What was the sticking point? He was my gym teacher at Element. People don't know this. I've been knowing, dude, I've been knowing Coach Wine since I was like six, seven years <laughs> old. He's been my gym teacher. You see what I'm saying? So, like, <clears throat> I already had knew him. And I used to see him always bringing Hughes guys over to um, to Chase when I was in like fifth, sixth grade. So I'm like, who is all these? He like, yeah, I coach at Hughes too. So I I bet had knew him. Mm-hmm. And then once I got older, we just always had a little connection. And then once I got to Hughes and really got around him and seen the system, and then that's when I start learning y'all. And I met all y'all. I remember I was like, I was 12, yeah, 13. Boy, yeah. Yeah, I was 15, 16. So he brought me in. And did not treat me like a seventh grader. I was in high school the moment I came into you. So it was like, I don't know. He threw me in there. Now, was it, do you think it was the potential he seen in you, how he elevated your game, For how sure. he let you wreck with the varsity team at such a young For age? Sure. For sure. And you too, you know, from fifth all the way up to almost eighth grade, I was with Coach Berto too. So me and Coach Ryan had kind of lost connection. He was coaching, and I, I was still going to chase, but I think he had stopped working there. I think he started working full time at Hughes, and then I was just going to Chase, but I was still working out with Coach Berto. So this one, me and Elijah and Marcus, this one we getting close. We like nine, ten years old, but we really getting better every day. Tournaments, working out all week. That's where my game developed. Like in my younger years, that's where it developed. And then once I got to Hughes, Coach Juan had seen a potential. Like, okay, we got some. You see what I'm saying? Definitely. So it was stages of development that got me to where I'm at. Like, still to this day, it's still stages. Like, it ain't just, I ain't just take off. A lot of people just took off. I, don't, I can't speak personally for, like, anybody, but I know a lot of people took off. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like that for me. I worked for everything I got, stage by stage, piece by piece. Now that is a fact. We always seeing that you young, uh, just seeing you run around young, just about like, yeah, Corey gonna be the, he gonna be the problem. He gonna be the next one. Um, now, like your freshman year, you was really you hit some big shots for us in the tournament that uh, that the, the opening tournament we had. Sure. You was the spot up shooter for for us a lot on that varsity team. Killed right. the JV level. Sophomore year, big injury. How did you like? How was your? How did you think that like? 
played and going into your junior year, what was your whole perspective like? You know, like, all right, I played varsity my freshman year. I made some big spots sophomore year. I'm about to go kill. Boom, roadblock. What was your yeah. thought process like? You mean like before the injury or after the injury? You know I had two injuries. Yeah, but the, right, right, you know, you both. Remember, because it was the um. I broke my leg. Yeah. At the shootout, remember? Yeah. Freshman year. Yeah. And then my junior year, I broke my wrist. Wrist, yeah. So freshman year, it was. It was kind of like everything was just starting up. I ain't really, really had nothing to build off of because I ain't really had nothing yet. So I was just on varsity, earned a little bit of minutes, and then I'm hitting shots. I'm playing defense, so I, I mean I'm. I'm, I'm getting the eyes of coach, like, oh, okay, he got something. But then in the middle of the summer, my freshman year, I, I broke my leg. So it was kind of like put me on hold. But I remember that summer, he took me, Kev, Pugs, and my brother Derek to New York. That was the only summer ball I played because I was hurt. Right. So we went up to five-star camp, and there was nothing but guards up there. So it was a couple big men that was nice, but it was guard central. And within a week, I got better because I had to guard people that was faster could shoot already, been playing, ain't been hurt. So going up there, I had to learn quick. I had to hit the ground running once I was once I got cleared to play. So I took that little that little um it was kinda like a shape up. Like I just went up there and got trimmed up for real basically because <laughs> I what I was slow. My shot wasn't how it was. I couldn't really make no moves, get to my spots because I I've been hurt. So day three, four, I'm starting to feel more comfortable and getting back into my flow. So coming back home, going into my sophomore year, that's how I was able to just, I don't know, just transition so easily into being like the number one option on the varsity team. I don't know. Definitely. Then your um, like you said, junior year, the injury your junior year. I always say if they would have had you your junior year, ain't no telling what y'all could have did with Big Darrell down there. So like that injury your junior year, did you did you look back and think like like it's another one, it's the second one, like why me? Yeah. Like is this really happening? Sure. It definitely. It definitely hit me because a lot had happened in that span. Like you know how you you know what had happened. Yeah, we had lost yeah, my yeah. season coming, break my wrist. Like it was just so much that happened so quick. It, it, it kind of felt fake. I ain't really. It ain't really hit me until I missed two games. Like oh, I really cannot play. Like I can't do nothing. So I think that definitely hit me. It wasn't much so like a not again. I was just so I don't know. I was just in a sunken place. I think that was really like. Probably the darkest times I ever had went through with sports, life, anything, you know. But mm -hmm. I, I don't know how I got through it. You know, my close friends, my family, everybody was just keeping me, keeping me grounded, letting me know that we got a whole another year. So I think rehab and get ready. My my um, AAU year, I think that was my best AAU season I had ever had coming off an of injury. It's weird. I always do good coming off an of injury. Right. Like I don't really be coming off an of injury. I be rusty for a long time, but then I hit the ground running. It's, I don't get it. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy because the player you are. A lot of people going into that senior year, they probably was like, "Where Corey? You one of the biggest players to come out of here." So people like, "What's Corey about to do? Where Corey going?" A lot of people doubted you. Mm -hmm. That senior year, you came out had a breakout year. Made Sports Illustrated. Um, crazy buzzer beaters. Yeah. Um, went undefeated in the CMAC. Like mm -hmm. various stats, like accolades. Yeah. That senior year, just going through that whole year, the recognition, like, news was at the games, college coaches in the gym. Yeah. That whole senior year, like you said, you always play good coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. Now, going into that senior year, and everybody down you, now finally getting a chance to commit your, your whole dream. Ever since I knew you, people don't know this, mm -hmm. you always said, I ain't selling for nothing but D1. Oh, God. And you got what I you wanted. Like, you've been saying that forever. You yeah. said, nah, my mama said D1, we going D1. Mm -hmm. You 
but I always said that. So finally signing that D one commitment to Stony Brook, what was that feeling like? Man, it was such a relief, and it was so crazy because I was the only person that had signed that day. So the whole day was just leading up to me signing, and I don't really do good with talking in front of crowds. Like I ain't shy, but it's like I don't really, I don't like everybody looking at me. I think that's why I like sports because that's how I express myself. So I'm, I don't know. It, it was just a surreal feeling. It felt like a good accomplishment, but I know it was not like a, the finish line. Nowhere near. I think it was just a start to everything that was coming. So. I don't know. And I had to, you know, keep my emotions inside because um, the season was right around the corner right after we had signed. So right after I signed, we had practice. Like, mm -hmm. I signed, and then two hours later, we were practicing. So I had to lock back in. It wasn't really – I couldn't really celebrate it as much as I could, but it definitely was a good feeling, a good stepping stone for sure. Man, I stay telling people on here, um, we do this thing weekly. Y'all know I always talk to y'all about the politics of the game, how we go – Stuff that go into it. Um, what do you think? You played on both levels. What do you think the difference is of playing on that D one level than playing on like D two, D three? What other players don't see? Because you got a you got a chance to play on all levels, mm -hmm. and you know people that actually play. You no know, JUCO ball, prep yeah. ball. So right. what do you think the difference is being that you played Division one mm -hmm. then versus playing Division two? Um, one thing I can say is. Go where you are wanted, man. I, I, I really can't stress this enough. The divisions matter, they do. Exposure-wise, the talent-wise, it's definitely a drop-off between Division One and Division Two, But it's not that big of a drop-off. <clears throat> it's not that big of a drop-off at all. But one thing I will say to the, to the guys in high school who so locked in on going D1, go where you want it. Because a lot of people are in college right now, and a lot of people are not happy. Like, if y'all could see the transfer portal, <clears throat> Excuse me, my bad. If y'all can see the transfer portal, a lot of freshmen ain't even getting recruited because the transfer portal is so big. A lot of people just get older kids. A lot of schools, they get transferred. So I would say go where you're wanted. I think the difference between Division One and Division Two would definitely be the big man. I would say that. It's a lot like between I played in the American East and then I played in the NE10. The difference between those two conferences is the big man. So... Stony, Stony Brook, the American East, they had legit bigs, legit fours, legit fives. I think we got a lot of swing men in the NE10, which makes it more dangerous. A lot of people don't know. That's the, that's, I think that's in the top ten of the hardest um, conferences in Division Two. A lot of people don't know that. So, like, my schedule this year was the seventh hardest in the country. Mm -hmm. I don't know about, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like yeah. it's a real record. I didn't feel the drop-off. Yeah, and yeah. I played on both stages. I didn't feel the drop-off as a player. Yeah. And we had nothing but Division One transfers, and they they like I'd ask somebody tell me like man this sh might be harder than <laughs> well, you know I'm saying. Game, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that's a fact, but I'm saying it's Division One and Division Two. Go where you want it. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I wish I kind of would have listened to that a little bit more when I was younger. And D 2s was calling. I wasn't trying to hear. It. I, <laughs> I I just wasn't. Hey, I mean, it wasn't like I couldn't play at the Division One level, but I just. Division two suited me way better for me. My college career got way better. It turned out how I wanted it to when I went to Division two. So that's just me. But that's what I got to say on levels. You know what I'm saying? So go where you want it. How do you think the transfer portal changed the outlook of high school basketball? Um, for seniors, I should say. For seniors? What you mean, the high school portal because or you the know, college portal? The transfer portal, because you know – some uh, some seniors may wait. The transfer portal is going crazy, but some seniors, if you ain't committed by a certain line, then 
College is not even looking at you because they going straight to the transfer portal. Then they hitting the JUCOs. Then they hitting the prep. So if you ain't committed by that first period within that October or the, before your senior year started yeah. and you wait to commit, then you might lose those scholarships or exactly. because a lot of these colleges head straight to the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. How you feel about that? I think it's kind of messed up for the seniors and because it's like prep school is like mandatory at this point for a lot of kids. And it wasn't like that when I was in high school. When I was in high school, they was they, they were still getting freshmen. So like I, I came into a freshman class at Stony Brook with three other freshmen. So it was four of us. Uh, it, it's, it's hardly that happens at every college like it used to. So it's like, you might get a freshman and three transfers. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just harder for like kids who are unranked and don't really have a lot of buzz like me or say like a Carly. And you see what Carly doing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, those people who don't really have a lot of interest coming out of high school, I would say it's hard because they got the talent, but they just maybe didn't get the exposure or whatever may have happened. Right. But it's it's harder for them to get into a school now. They might have to go prep, so they route may be longer than to say a me or a Carly, because you know Carly went to Radford, Radford. and then went to Louisville. Louisville yeah. So the talent was there. It wasn't about the talent. It was just the journey. It was just the journey. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I would say it's it's just different. I, I think it's way harder for a senior out of high school to get into college. Definitely. Like, oh. not ranked, not really on the top AAU team, but he can play at that level, but he just needs to be seen. I think it's that hard exposure. for those guys, yeah. That exposure, definitely. Um, I think that you really, you caught the last little wave of the, um, the cameras. Like, you know, I'm in the gym, so you go to a game now. It's ten cameras on each baseline. Yeah. All the kids got the camera. You really it's was different the, now. You, you like different. the last era of the the modern. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. the last era of the. It wasn't really that many cameras at child games. I mean, no. that's when you got basketball team. We feel like they've been around forever, but now it's yeah. like ten different organs. Yeah. How do you think that's affecting the kids and the play now? It's a it's a blessing and a curse because. It's marketing. It's, it's definitely a market tool to get you out there. Highlights is always beneficial, but they can hurt you because a lot of people may not see your real game, and a lot of kids may play for the camera. You see what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. It was what, the news, basketball, hustle. When you play, <laughs> when, I, when I was playing, I didn't really even see those cameras. You see what I'm saying? It's five, six people on the baseline now, so it, it, it might be different. And it also bring the best out of kids, so it's not just always a downside, but... You see kids tend to do too much. Definitely. Try to, you know, too graphic, too animated. I I, I don't know. I yeah, like everybody that. got the, yeah. the, the shoe and the bows and the but we was the same what, what we was the same way though. Like we yeah. was the same way. And I think it wasn't no cameras back then, so we was way more disrespectful. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, yeah. so it's like, I don't know. It, it's positives and negatives to all the to all the media. But film is always beneficial though. Definitely, definitely. Always. Yeah. Um What's your relationship like with some of, some of the other players in the city? We see you've been in the Smith League the last couple of years, so a lot of players like picking you up as soon as you come home. So what's your players like? What's your relationship like with all the other players? Oh yeah, I mean, with me, if if, if you hoop, you know what it is with me, man. Corey just love to hoop. I, I go gym to gym all summer, and I just love hooping. That, that's pretty much how we do. I mean, if you hoop in the city, you know Corey, and that's not like a you feel me like I'm bragging. This just because this all I do. You feel me? Right. I didn't I didn't been to almost every gym in the city. Pick up. Workouts, just shooting. Oh, that door open. Let's go shoot. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. the basketball family in the city, we the, the, this. You feel me? They, they they know what's up with Corey. I think they know what's up with the Longs too. I, it ain't just me. 
you know, I come from a chain. Right. So it ain't just like this new. You see what I'm saying? What do you think Coach Ryan taught you that you can take in, in your everyday life? Definitely how to how to approach something that you don't want to do. I think he definitely taught me how to approach adversity. Like, he really didn't let us be kids to a degree. I think tucking your shirt in, grooming yourself, making sure you're respectable, I think that go a long way, and I think we did not understand that. Yeah, I listen. Get haircuts, bro. Haircuts and everything. <laughs> so it's like, I get it. Like, now that I'm older, I get it. Yeah. And I done told him that plenty of times. Like, I get it. It ain't it ain't like I done shot him a couple texts because, like, he used to get on my nerves. I ain't going to lie, bro. Take your shirt <laughs> in and try to get a haircut. Don't be. Who nerves didn't nerves. get on, though? Bro, yeah, like, he used to get on my nerves, man. Yeah, but it was all for the good. It was like, all, for, all the for the good. good. I feel like anybody who ever crossed paths with him, even if they won't admit it, they, they know that. Like, yeah. this is beneficial to life. Like, I done had some of the biggest knuckleheads that he ever played for him. Yeah. Man, Coach Ryan, man. Yeah, he was right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it ain't, he ain't never steer us wrong as far as, like, how to take what we doing in this sport, inside this school, in the everyday life. I think mm -hmm. he implemented it well, like, that, very well. That's what I said. I think he's a better, he's a better, um, he's a great basketball coach, but a better role model than basketball coach, I think. He's a way better role model than Bad. Great coach, Bad. but role model, he's priceless. Um, so all right, back on track. Now, how do you, that COVID year? I've been I was talking to you through COVID. You was like, I can't wait to get that. Y'all can't wait to get the hell out of here, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say I can't wait to get out of here, bro. Yeah, so the COVID yeah. year, you ain't even come back. I, I asked, I asked little Sonny, man. I love Sonny, bro. But um, I asked Sonny, like, well, hey, man, when Corey come home, he said he ain't coming back. <laughs> Why? Yeah, how do you I'm think, to come how did COVID affect your, like, how did COVID affect your college outlook, your plan? Like, what was that whole, how was that whole COVID process and just getting through it, being there? <clears throat> I want to go to college. I'm an athlete. I want to get in the gym. Yeah. What was that COVID journey like? COVID was crazy. I think COVID really knocked me off my square, as so everybody. I think everybody was knocked off, like, knocked off routine. But I, I was in New York when COVID happened. Like, I was mm -hmm. in New York City. When everything That's a little bad, down, man. Yeah. Bad. So I had got sent home in March, like right after my birthday. And I was here for like six months. And I wasn't doing nothing. Like I couldn't get in no gyms. It, it, it wasn't nothing to do. It, it was like the city was closed and it wasn't nothing with BS going on. You know what the city was doing yeah. when COVID happened. If you was going outside, you was getting in something. So it was just like, I wasn't trying to be here. So I think six months being here, I eventually left. I went back to New York. And I had stayed with my trainer that I had met at Stony Brook. I was living with him and training with him for about five, six months. And then I think the end of 2020, I came back. And I was here until the end of summer. So I did spurts. I was here for about six months. I left and I came back for another six months and left, went to school. Yeah. But I did not want to be here. It was just, gyms was closed. It, it, it was just so much going on, man. I think I had, I went into a little funk. I, I wouldn't say depressed, but I think everybody was just, Banging their head against the wall during COVID, exactly. man. That wasn't fun at all. At all. Definitely. When you um, when you went D two, when you finally went back to school, let me say D two. When you finally went back to school, mm -hmm. you had a great senior year for people who weren't following you. I was following you. Mm -hmm. You had a great senior year. Yeah. Now was that just the release COVID coming? Did your coach put you in that leadership role, Corey? This is you. This is your senior year. It's time for you to take off and elevate. What was mm -hmm. like going into your senior year? What was your whole mindset? Um, I was already vocal my junior year. So going into my junior year, 
I think I was having problems with like just coaches for real because I didn't have a good relationship at Stony Brook with my coaches. You know that. So like when I got to when I got to SNU, it was kind of like I was shying away from the coach. And I think he told me one day like just be you. Be you. If you want to yell in practice, you want to make jokes, you want to laugh, you want to talk shit, be you. And I think that allowed me to be myself. So junior year, I was very vocal. And I was like kind of like a leader, but we had like four seniors. So I was the backseat, but I was still vocal. You feel me? You can't take my voice away. It ain't no way. So senior year, I think it was just inevitable. Like it was my senior year. I was the only uh, player on the team that won't, that wasn't coming back. So it was, I was put in that place and I was already going to be in that place. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, I was put there, but I was going to make sure I was going to be there. Right. So like, I think everything that happened was kind of like, it was supposed to happen. You see what I'm saying? We came up short, but it, it, it definitely went the way 85% how I wanted it to. How you wanted to yeah. go? I, I ain't got no regrets. I ain't got no regrets from high school. I don't think I got no regrets from college. I want you to be, oh, that one too. Um, being in Sports Illustrated. And I don't um, even, I don't even be thinking about that. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I still was, got the magazine. It so. was crazy because, Ms. Wright, if you see this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Man, I, I had left. Engineering, you know how we used to be engineering. Yeah, I left yeah. out the back to go get some, some pizza. <laughs> and I'm I'm back. I came back and they called me to the office. So I'm thinking I'm finna get in trouble for that. <laughs> like I done left the guy some pizza. I come back, Coach Wine in the office. I'm off. Oh man. So it. they telling me to turn the page to 26. I'm what? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I know I did something wrong, so I'm not even reading what's in front of my face. And I'm just looking at the pages and I see my face. I'm like, oh, oh shit. It's hard. Yeah, so I think that, you know, that was yeah. every, every kid dream of being in a magazine. I think that was right after the Super Bowl. So I think Super Bowl was on the uh on the cover. The Patriots and the, yeah. the Falcons. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely was a blessing. It was it, it was crazy. I was shocked. Definitely so, was shocked. I heard well, Coach Wyan said it when you graduated. I heard multiple other people say it. Why do you think you are the greatest player in Hughes history? I mean, there's a lot of people that's been there. There's a lot of people that probably... Hughes never won, won like, state or no crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of people accolades that don't match up to yours. But why do you think, if you're looking at the whole Hughes resume from there, why do you think you are the greatest player in Hughes history? I got some of your accolades if you don't think you are, too. So, I'm listening. Yeah, because I ain't, I ain't make that statement. But I ain't, I ain't going to hide from it. But I ain't saying that. <laughs> I ain't say that at all, I mean, but I mean You've been there six years. Yeah, okay, okay, so let's so let's just break it down. So seventh, eighth grade year, it was tap and withdraw. Nobody it, it weren't really too many kids or he was one really talked about. Mm -hmm. Hughes games wasn't selling out. These is facts. Okay, sophomore year, alright, that happened. We we still wasn't really my senior year. Every game was it wasn't sold out, but most of them games were sold out. You see what I'm saying? We was we was the show. My senior year, mm -hmm. we had a student section. Hughes never had a student section. You see what I'm saying? Right. Every year Hughes got a student section. Now, I'm yeah. not saying I started this. I'm just saying something else too. Um, it real was, pointed this out. It was just a build up, like because yeah. I think Angel, Kev, mm -hmm. y'all built this up for us to take the nut. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't just take me. But I'm, a lot of stuff happened. More media came. I would say after my year, yeah, after my year, a, a lot of media came, not because of me. I think just it was bound to happen. I think I think Hughes was in the works for at least 10 years, and I think I got the last year, and I think I just popped the bottle. 
I, I really think that's what it is. Oh, it's funny when kids make the statements now, like, yeah, it's been good since Corey was here. <laughs> so it's funny when kids make that statement, but. But that ain't true, though. Cam. It's teams that it's teams Cam, after KT. me that went further than me. So KT Cam, that's what I'm with. They hating. I was make I was making a uh, I was going back and forth with somebody before we came on. Then I, then I was like, why did you say that? Why do you think it wasn't it wasn't him? This was somebody else said it too. Like Corey might be the greatest player. And he was sitting there like, what do you think that? That was like you got other people. You got AD. You got uh, Andrew. You got people like that. Also the other, older people that played. I ain't even about to go. But I ain't no dinosaur. I'm not going back there. <laughs> but um, you got other people that played. But people could say. You won conference on both levels. Middle school, you went 10 and 0 your senior year in the conference. Most people could say undefeated that you, at the crib. Un, you never lost a game in Hughes. I never lost my senior year, I never lost a game in Hughes. So it's we um, never lost a game. It's in other things that you could take, but people could say, Oh yeah, they did this, but when, did nobody go to Hughes in the seventh or eighth grade and won that chip and still so it's different perspectives and different thoughts you can look up, but once he said it, then somebody else said it, and it's like this is something we gotta start thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um it's time for my takeover segment of the day. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. We're gonna have a little fun, so you know yeah. you can just answer them. So, um, you going to the black top? You taking five people? Who you taking, including yourself? Anybody? Anybody? Right yeah, they could be boys from the hood, including boys from the league, boys you play right with in college. Now, anybody? I'm going with my family right now. Okay. That's no lie. I'm going with my little brother, son, Tyler, Derek, Gotti. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Gotti. <laughs> and who else? Who else we going with? Who else we going with? Troy, Uncle Mike and Troy. T. Roy. That's my fire right there. Troy Long, Mike Long, Derek Long, Jasani Long, and Tyler Long. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right, um, we got Tyler behind the camera, too. Y'all can't see him. Tyler behind the camera. Um, all right, best basketball shooter playing, in your opinion? Best basketball shoe? Yeah. Kyrie. Got you. You having a dinner guest. You taking five people dead or alive, not including yourself this time. Not including myself? No, so it's five people, dinner guests. Okay. Y'all about to say anybody, that anybody in life? Anybody in life. Mm. I don't know. It's hard. All right, let me think. Five people. Anybody. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me see. LeBron. I'm sitting with LeBron. Who else? It's hard. I don't know. What's the name going to be my date, though? I'm going to have, like, <laughs> have, like, Rihanna or something as my date. Then Beyonce or something. But Jay-Z and them can't come. They ain't <laughs> they All right, allowed. so look. All right, this is what we're going to do. All right, LeBron. LeBron. I'm going Rick Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross. I like that's a lot. That's a slick yeah. one. That's this a conversation going to be good. We're going to sit here yeah. about this. This is going to be like the barbershop. Oh, yeah, okay. So LeBron, Rick Ross. Who else? Give me, give me LeBron, boy. Give me Mav. Mav got a three. Yep, yeah, that's three. Okay. Now I need some. Okay, I can see three more. Give me, give me somebody who like influential. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, let me see. Damn. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Give me some ideas. Who would you sit with? Oh, I ain't going to lie. You I got uh, I, I Chris go Paul. I need Chris Paul, too. CP. I, yeah. I think somebody like Michelle Obama, bro. I'm, try, I'm trying to talk about basketball. Because okay. you already got your date. Then, then I need a pivotal. No, nah, I don't want no date. Forget it. <laughs> I, need, I need somebody who knows sports and real life politics. Like oh, Angela Rye? Somebody like that. Yeah, Angela Rye. Yeah, I take care Angela of that. Angela Rye. She'd she go ahead there with you sure. on both topics. Yeah, that, I think that conversation would be interesting and beneficial. Yeah, yeah, we got Angela Rye behind the scenes. All right. Okay. Um, if you could play with any player in the city, who would it be? 
any player in the yeah, city. Yeah, like, I'd love to play with him. Like, me and his game, like, yeah. Who would I love to play with? Like, right now, are you talking about while I was in high school? Nah, right now. Like, if you had a chance, I don't care what team it is, it could be like, like, dang, I ain't played with him. Like, or I love when we oh, play together. Oh, my cousin Ryan. You know Ryan Bat. Ryan Bate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just got player of the year at, um, yeah. at Thomas More. So. That's a good one. That's I've been playing one. against him and working out with him all my life. I never played with him. Crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. That's Crazy. who I want to play with. If you had we, we got to make that happen. I don't know how, but we, yeah. yeah. I'm going to call you, matter of fact. I'm sure. Fuck. If you, um, if you had a chance to do, if you had a chance to do it all over again, what would you do differently, if anything? If anything, if anything, I, I, I wouldn't have went to Stony Brook because I I know I, I didn't know much. I, the coach that recruited me coming out of Stony Brook, he had left before I got there. Mm. I didn't know I needed that coach. You feel me as a reference in them sit downs and them them coaches meeting. So I didn't I didn't know that at all. So I think I wish I would have just weighed my options. Once my once the coach that had recruited me had left, I think I should have just decommitted gotcha. and start weighing my options. But. <clears throat> Took the took the rough road, man. It don't matter. I'm here. It don't matter. Oh yeah, let's. Um, who you like in the playoffs? NBA playoffs going on currently tonight. Well, not tonight. Actually, in a couple in hours. About, in about a couple hours. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, we just came back. I told you, I just got back from school. We just yeah. went to game one, Boston and Milwaukee. Damn, for real? Yeah. No, no. Me, and my pops, Tyler, and y'all. We, I was up in Boston after I graduated. We went to the game. Who you got? Uh, who you got in that series? Boston series. I got Boston. You got, I got, I got Boston. I, I got think Boston. Boston can get to the final. I really think so. I think so. I got um, I got Boston, my sleeper team out of the uh, East, and Memphis, my sleeper team out of the West. I like Memphis, bro. I yeah. like Memphis. Bro. What? I, 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 don't, I like. It's Memphis. just so hard to say Memphis gonna beat Golden State. Like, That's how all. Say that. I think it's so hard because we ain't never seen it done. Like this young team. Not a young team. Not yet. Yeah, not a young team. Not but it happens team. though. It happens. It happens. And I was thinking, I was just telling, I was, I was going back from somebody like Memphis could legit go eleven deep, bro. For sure. Like legit go For eleven sure. deep. But ain't nobody gonna beat Miami though until the ECF. No, no, they not. They like, not. They finna, who Miami playing right now? Philly. They about to get them up out of there. Yeah, that ain't they ain't gonna get them up out of there. That ain't somebody else too. Um, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix and that's gonna be a tough series. Luca ain't got no help. That's going to six. They just won last yeah, night. Yeah, Luca ain't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's going to six. Luca ain't got that's no help. Six. I like the um. What's somebody else too? Man, what the fuck? What am I about to say? I can't yeah. remember right now. But um, that's another episode of the Course Side Takeover Podcast, man. We had you um. Tell me where they can find you if anywhere. You you who, is you playing in this mid league this summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm you gonna, gonna be, be back? In? I'm gonna be back for a couple months. I think I'm gonna be back for the whole summer. I'm about to um I'm about to get a trainer and start working out. I'm going overseas, so I'm gonna be home for the summer, just in the gym. Is that a course I take over exclusive? You going overseas? Yeah, I'm going overseas. That's an exclusive. Yeah, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I'm going overseas. I'll take it. But um, all right, man. Well, it's the course I take over podcast. That's Corey, and we out. Real big, real big. I know what my real is feel is.